Blog Talk Radio. Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com starring Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey everyone, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better. You can log on to thepetpsychic.com and sign up for Laura's newsletter. And you'll get a free PDF book with tips on animal communication and free access to watch the Learn About Animal Communication class. You're listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. The chat room is open. I'm your producer and co-host, Isaac Sahar. We have Kendra and Diana on the phones. Thank you, ladies for doing that. And, uh, oh yeah, and if you want to get into the chat room, what you want to do is on the front of the, this is actually how I know how to get into the chat room. I don't know, there might be a better way. But uh, if you go on the blogtalkradio.com homepage on the corner, like on the um, right-hand corner, I think it's towards the bottom, it says like chat rooms that are open or something. And if you go there, we're listed there. So you can like click that and get into the chat room from there. And people are chatting in there. So there's uh, Beck25, Rachel, Peace of Mind, a bunch of other people in there. Hello, all. And uh, hi, Laura. Hey there. How's it going? Good. Sorry, I was just like blabbing on. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. No, it's important about that chat room because people have been emailing wondering how to get in there. And it looks like sometimes it's below the player. But I don't Mm. know if you have... I think you have to go to the home page first for it to appear below the player. I see. Yeah, it's a little so. bit confusing. Hopefully, um, maybe I'll, like, check it out and write better, like, better directions better direct- on how yeah, on how to do it. But I know if you go on the blogtalkradio.com page, it's listed on there in the front. So if you kind of look around, it should be – usually it's on the right-hand corner, but they may have changed the home page, so I'm not sure. Yeah. So, so tell us about Ripley. What's going on with Ripley? Okay, so Ripley is my dog. Well, it's actually my ex-husband, John, and I. It's our dog. And uh, John and I, actually, I haven't really talked about this publicly too much, but we've been going through a divorce. And uh, Ripley went with him, and they live down the street. And Aloha lives with me. Ripley's our uh, rescue brown dog, I call her. Beautiful brown dog. And she just tore her ACL. And it's totally torn, and we are trying to raise money to, like, get her the proper surgery and aftercare that she needs for her, you know, to get better. And uh, people can actually, if they want to help us out, they can go to facebook.com slash lovethatdoghollywood. That's Love That Dog Hollywood. Um, And if you go to the link and then the upper right-hand corner, it says Donate Social. And before you complete the PayPal process, there's a link that says Include a Note with Your Donation. Type Ripley so your donations can go straight to her. Because if you don't type Ripley, I don't know where they go. But they go to a good cause either way. Um, Just if you want to donate to Ripley, you can do that. And that would help us out tremendously. And we would appreciate it so much. And um, Addie from Love That Dog Rescue, Love That Dog Hollywood Rescue has been really helping us out with this fundraising. So they've been just amazing and wonderful. So thank you to them. Um, and I also wanted to say I think it's important when you're going through a breakup or a divorce to come together for your animals and also, you know, tell your animals about it, you know. I know. And so what did you do to tell your animals about your divorce? Well, I told them, you know, it's kind of like when you tell your children <laughs> that you're getting a divorce, like, we love you, and we're just going to be living in two different places, and we're still going to be able to see each other. And in fact, you know, luckily, we live right down the street from each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to see her all the time, and I come and visit her during, like, lunch breaks. So I'll take her on a walk or go out and play with her in the backyard for, like, an hour 
so we still get to see each other. So I just make sure to explain it to them that, like, we love you. And although mom and dad aren't going to be living together, you know, we still care about each other. We all care about you guys. And, you know, we're going to hang out together still. And, you know, it just will be a little different. Mm, that's sweet. Yeah. What nice. does Ripley so say about like, that? Well, what's amazing, too, about, like, like relationships and your animals, it's like they know what's going on and they want you to be in, like, the healthiest part. So mm-hmm. they are sometimes are happy when people actually, like, you think it's going to be so traumatizing for them because the couple is splitting up. But oftentimes the animals are like, thank goodness, you know, that the fighting doesn't is stopping and, like, everybody is going to be then honoring themselves in their separate part lives. And yeah. so the animals love the, like, what's the, they know what's the best thing for you. So, you know, sometimes it's a really good thing for the animal when you separate. I yeah. kind of believe that with kids, too, but that's a different subject. Yeah. Right. So I it's I really feel like she knows that. Yeah, and it's good that you explain, like, I'm going to see you, because that's the biggest fear, really, is, like, will we see each other or not? And like, a lot mm-hmm. of people say, like, I don't want to tell my animal, like, what's going to happen, because, like, I don't want to scare them or, like, like not, but the knowledge is power. So the more you can explain, the more you know and the more you can explain to them, the better. Like, trying to hide something from them is uh, always is a disaster because they're picking up bits and pieces of you and your spouse or bits and pieces of what you are thinking, and then they're trying to piece that together and make connections and make what the true scenario is. But if you sit right. them down and explain it to them, then they don't need to go about that guessing, and they don't need to listen to your mind where your mind is going in all these different directions. Right, that causes more anxiety. Exactly, yeah. People want to do that all the time. I spoke to a woman the other day who's, who's, they had to return a dog that was, um, she got a little dog for her mother and she had, the dog had some aggression issues and the, and they had to return the dog to the shelter. It was a good shelter and, and it just wasn't the right match. And uh, she didn't want to tell the dog that, it was going back until the dog was actually back. And I was like, no, knowledge is power. Let's tell the dog why he's going back so that he can, you know, make better decisions when he's in his new home. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So knowledge That's is cool. power. And I believe that in people relationships too. Yeah. I I agree completely. Can we ask Ripley what she thinks about all this? About the divorce? About the divorce, you know, the whole coming yeah. together, you know, the all the all of this. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. Any any yeah, one line thoughts from Ripley? Well, I want to say my mom and dad still care about each other, and I think that's the most important. Sometimes it's really upsetting, but other times I get it. I miss our togetherness. Yeah. But my mom is really conscious of us. And my dad doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So we just sort of get through it. My mom tells me so much. And she tells me so much. And then dad tells me so much. (laughs) And, oh, my God, their much is the same. Aw. Yeah. So you guys are telling her the same thing. That's important, Probably. too, huh? Yeah. That's good, Ripley. I'm glad you understand. Yeah. She's so smart. She's great. She is. Well, that's our little Ripley story for the day. And, uh, like I said, I'll probably um, post all this information later on on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash radio. So if you're able to help us out, I would really, 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 really appreciate it. Anything helps, a dollar, you know, five dollars, whatever. Everything yeah. counts. So thank you. And uh, let's take some phone calls. Okay, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Calling all animals and people I'm to help them always, with the phone. 
excited for the phone call. <laughs> yeah. So our first caller is Cody, a yellow lab mix, about 14 years old, is losing hair and having strange behavior. Um, he's staring at his mom, Linda, trying to tell her something. Um, has been to vets before about um, skin scraping and medication and food cha- food changes, and nothing seems to be working. So let's find out from Linda. Hi, Linda. Tell us uh, what's been going on with Cody. Hi. Yeah. Oh, you know, Cody's just a, a great dog. We've had him ever since he was five weeks old, and he's getting older now. He's 14. Um, but he's really been struggling this past year. Uh, I, I think he's got some type of allergies, and we haven't been able to pinpoint it um, because he's got this dermatitis, I guess, on his skin, and he's losing hair, and he's itchy. But, you know, oh. bathing him weekly and, and giving him antibiotics and, and putting some. Did you, and, Did you do a blood test on him? Yes, uh-huh. And the oh, blood good, test, and I think, come back pretty pretty good, you know, no no big problems. Uh, the last vet, I'm, I'm very concerned and distraught because the last vet told me that he's in pain. And I, and I can't, you know, f- figure out, you know, if he is in pain. I, I certainly don't want him to be if he is and need to know it. He keeps coming up to me and, like, staring, you know, at me. His his sight isn't that good, and, and he's got cataracts, so it's hard to really look into his eyes and really read him too much. But it's like he wants to tell me something, and, and he's okay, getting a little deaf, too, so I can't even yeah. communicate to okay. him the way I used to. Okay, let's talk to him. And... um and so just also so you know is that um, coconut oil is really good for the skin, and sometimes that helps the dermatitis. So try that. Uh-huh. Okay. Let me, let, me get, let, me get, let me get them. I haven't been feeling that good. I get a pulsating in my belly, and I get spit up in my mouth, and I hate the hot it up and I am more itchy it's not that I'm in a lot of pain but my body's sore and when I walk I feel like I'm tight and it's uncomfortable and I'm not ready to die because I like life still I just want to feel better in my body. And I sort of feel like I got something in me that's not good. Hey, what are you what are you feeding him? Um, I've changed all of his food. I've taken him off beef and chicken. We're giving him like lamb and, and buffalo and duck and sweet potatoes and you know, oh, things like that. Completely him? changed his diet. So is it a dog food that you're giving him or are you giving him fresh food? Uh, both, but I've given oh, them like wellness dog food and some other, you know, very high grade, you know, dog foods what as are well the as other fresh ones? cooking. Can you tell me? Um, gosh, I could go look. Okay, because one but, of the things yeah. I need to tell you now, that one of the things that Sarah is somebody's happy. I know. Why is he making such a fuss? Um, okay, so one of the main things with dogs that are 14 years old is that, as a general rule, they don't do well on kibble. So I wouldn't have him on kibble at all. One of the things oh. that alerts me is that he feels like he's spitting up. That's like an acid reflux. And so oftentimes they get that acid reflux on kibble. Um, they also get it on grain, but wellness is a grain-free food. Do you just want to make sure that all your other dog food that you have them on is grain-free? Grain-free, um, okay. Also, he complained, he complained about pain in his stomach, and that can be the acid reflux too, but also sometimes what happens with the kibble is that it swells in their stomach, and then it hurts their stomach. And I think for him, he just can't digest kibble anymore. Maybe that's why he's got this skin problem now. So if you can, I would get to have them off kibble altogether, and no rice, no grains, just fresh food. So okay. like buffalo and like your foods that we're giving him, and um, and 
um, vegetable. Now, I'm not a pet nutritionist, but this is so common in animals that, you know, it's just I've learned from talking to so many. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, okay. well, that sounds like, but it, it's so important to know, if, you know, his, his pain level, you know, and um, but if well, he's if I'm saying you know, doing yeah. the right things and he's okay and it's not terrible, you know. Well, he's uh, he's not ready to go to heaven yet, so his pain is not that 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 much. Well, that makes me feels, feel so much better. He feels. Stiff, and for a fourteen-year-old, you know, they just do feel more stiff. That's part yeah. of being fourteen. So, you know, you could do things like chiropractic or acupuncture. You know, do things to help support his body. You know, that's always a really positive thing to add to his his routine. Yeah, that's a good suggestion. You know, may I ask you something else? You know, his behavior is just you know a little bit different too. At night, he doesn't seem to settle down. He's roaming around the house and he's pulling tissues out of the trash in the bathrooms, and he, he's never done anything that, like that. That is acid reflux. He has oh. at nighttime. It always gets worse. Sometimes they pant. Sometimes they pace. They eat tissues or any type of paper to stop up the acid in their stomach. It's really important you get him off to any type of kibble and grain. And then I would add him on that coconut oil because that helps acid reflux too. Okay. Well, that's great. I really appreciate this. This has helped us a lot. Yeah, do those things and let us know how he does. I will do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. Does the coconut oil, do you know if that helps people too? For acid yeah, reflux? it does, actually. It does. That's how I learned about it. Oh, and that's so it's, cool. It's really good with the acid reflux, and it's amazing. Like, I, you know, I get on these, like, kicks where I'm, like, really into this one thing, and right now I'm going to the oil. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> I know, because Stormy's on it. He absolutely loves it. Makia is on it. You know, Makia was doing this thing where she was howling at night, and so I just wanted her kidney values, like, checked. Makia's my cat, for all of you. Mm-hmm. She's, she's 17 this year. And um, and I took her into the vet, and she gets coconut oil and colostrum every day to help with her acid reflux on the diabetes. Mm-hmm. And my vet was, like, astonished. He was like, oh, my gosh, she's the healthiest 17-year-old cat I've ever seen. She's doing so great. Look at her coat. And he just kept going on and on and on and on. And her kidney values, she's also on that parsley tea, her kidney values went down. And he was just so impressed. He called and he left this message when he got her blood work done about how great she's doing. And That's so cool. And uh, did you ever post that parsley tea recipe? No, I don't think I did. I want to get that recipe. It's really simple. You just cut up a bunch of parsley, like chop it up. I mean, I mm-hmm. probably chop up maybe a, a quarter cup of parsley. And then mm-hmm. I put it in boiling water let it sit in, you know, you pour boiling water over it, maybe like two cups of boiling water or a cup and a half of boiling water, and you let it sit for 20 minutes, and then you strain it. Mm-hmm. And then you just and, let them, once it cools down, you, you can... Yeah, you pour a little bit over their food, or you can syringe it into their mouth. But, like, I use, I probably use a cup and a half of parsley tea, um... In 24 hours, I use a full cup and a half I pour over their food. Cool. Which is a lot of parsley tea. They, they yeah. say you don't need that much, but I, I right. hydrate the still and chewies and the primal with it. Oh, that's a good idea. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, and they love that's it. I mean, it tastes grass, so it's not like it's, yeah. you know. Yeah, totally. I'm going to try it. But, so in our email bag, we got um email today saying um, Marilyn Pullen, who had called in to the radio show about six weeks ago, wanted to know why their 16-month-old black mini golden doodle, Kingston, was limping. And you had talked to uh, Kingston and told her that it was the back of the spine, right-hand side was hurting, and to seek a chiropractic evaluation. And after waiting six weeks for their appointment, Kingston did get evaluated, and she says... I want you to know that you were spot on. The main problem for Kingston was exactly where you told me it would be. Kingston is going to be just fine and is out of pain. Thank you so much for taking my call that day. So 
I'm glad Kingston is feeling well, and that's really cool to get that positive feedback for us in the show. I know. Right, and she's got a picture of Kingston. She's so cute, I think. I know. Maybe we can post that later. I know, we should. <laughs> so cute. Okay, let's uh, continue on with some phone calls. Our next caller is Nutter Butter. Oh, wait, Lachery. can I say something? I'm so sorry. to. to I'm wondering if Seymoura is making all that noise because she wants me to tell the Seymoura story. Oh, okay, go ahead. So I want to tell the Seymoura story because then maybe she'll be quiet for the next reading. <laughs> so Seymoura is learning, like, all these new words. She's starting to say Seymoura, but she's only gotten Seymour out, but she's really working on it. And so... The other day, I left the house, and my my pet sitter was here, and she went to the bathroom, and Luca, you know, sometimes he barks at people walking by. He runs out the front door into the front yard, and he barks at people walking by. So Luca ran out barking, and my pet sitter was in the bathroom, and she was like she couldn't call for him because she was in the bathroom. And then she hears, she hears me say, Luca. And then she thought, oh, Laura must be home earlier. Like, Laura must have forgotten something. <laughs> and so then she hears it again, Luca. And when she comes out of the bathroom, Luca is running in to the house looking for me. <laughs> and it turns out that it was Simora calling Luca. <laughs> That's so amazing. <laughs> I know. So Simora now has it down that when Luca goes out barking and if she doesn't hear me call, she'll call him. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's awesome that you have another helper around the house. I know. Seymour, now I told the story. Now you can be quiet. <laughs> yeah, she was going crazy. <laughs> Wasn't she? I know. Yeah. All right, Seymour. Okay. Good job. Uh, okay. We got, so we got Nutter Butter, who's a brown tabby, four years old. And, uh, and we have an update on them on both uh, Nutter Butter and Knight, a black cat that's four years old. And Rachel has an update for us. So let's find out from their mom, Rachel. Let's see. see. Rachel, uh, remind us again why you had called in. Uh, With Nutter Butter, he was the one that was bladder stomping whenever Knight tried to play with his toys, quote, his toys. And um, Knight is the vomit eater. Oh, right. He's the yes. gross one. Um yes. fortunately the 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 boys have the boys have actually been really good. Knight has actually been really fantastic about trying to be good. I told him he'd get a treat for every time he didn't go running after it. And he forgets once in a while and now he just but now it's like if Nutter throws up, he'll meander that way if he's in the area, but you don't like suddenly hear a thud and then him racing down the hallway as soon as he hears Nutter start making the problem noise, and um, so yeah, that's that's a good it's a good thing because it means I won't have any more early mornings where Nutter accidentally throws up on Knight's head because those oh. are really not fun times. Oh. But but yeah, um, we after after talking with Laura and finding out that Knight had just such a big obsession about feeling full. We started um, putting water into his his can tuna. He almost entirely eats um, wet food because he's not a big fan of of kibble. So he's got this stuff that's almost straight tuna, and then we mix about half a can of it of, of water in with his tuna, and essentially turn it into soup. And he eats it, and he actually will sometimes not finish all of it because he fills himself up, and since it's water, he's not getting fat or anything. He's actually lost a little bit of weight, which is good, considering oh. he's he's a nice, sturdy 18-plus pounds, and mm-hmm. um, and he's even, that's he's so, been more playful, but more flexible. Like so. weight. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they are big guys. I mean, um... I I think they're mad at me right now because I I accepted a foster mom and her two underage kittens um because they were they were going to have to split them up otherwise and I can close my room off completely but Nutter used to have access back there and so did Knight so I think they're a little grumpy but other than that everything everything seems to be 
going pretty well. I I make a point to play with Nutter every time I come out, and he he still likes to claim pretty much every single toy is his, but he he will let he'll graciously let Knight play with some toys if he's decided he's done with them. So. Oh, good. What do do we want to tell them that you're proud of them? And do you want to ask them? What else do you want to ask them as to how they're doing with the? Should I tell them that they're they're just foster mom and babies that they're not staying? Yeah, I I try and tell them that a lot. I just I I tell them that these this mom and her babies came from the same place that gave us them, and so I want them to be able to have the chance to find their own family that loves them as much as we love Nutter and Knight. So we we have that talk and we go over calming signals and whatnot and hopefully oh, it's good. Helping, but Okay. But, so yeah, yeah, let's see. Let's see. Hold on, let me get them. This is Nutter Butter. Okay. I like my new food. I feel like I'm getting along with Knight better. You are a baby. I feel like Knight has turned more into my friend. Oh, good. He listens more to me. The way Mom talks to us is making me feel better about myself. She's been seems to be talking with more understanding. What he's saying is he feels like when you talk to him now that you're talking to him rather than at him. Uh, I've I've been trying, yeah, I've been trying really, really hard to just be 100% focused and think think about what what I feel with the words as I talk to him rather than just saying the words. You're doing a really good job at it, and it's making them transfer over to their relationship with themselves. Oh, good. You know, with each, know. With each other. You're doing so good. You are, okay, baby. He suddenly he stopped attacking my get, feet to stare at me. <laughs> oh, good. Let me get nice. You can tell my mom something. You have to tell my mom that that foster cat has to go and the babies are better. <laughs> it interferes with our whole life. Oh, my God. There's more noise in the house. <laughs> and I feel a little bit like my style is grand. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. Don't even think about keeping one of them. <laughs> I know you want to keep one of them. Ma- oh, Don't. it's the other mom that wants to keep one of them. <laughs> That's funny. Well, what should I say? You'll make a decision, and whatever it is, they'll probably end up loving the decision, whichever, whatever it is. Well, there's there is that. Go ahead and let him know. And and I know he's complaining because um one of the babies, Nutella, cries every single time he gets hungry and is excessively noisy. So just you can let him know that that, that won't be a forever thing. As soon as they are big enough, they will go to SFSPCA and and get fixed. And if anyone stays, it will be one cat and probably not one of the babies. Mom, I'm not sure about that. I know, baby. It's Aww. a big if, though. They'll still get along. It will still <laughs> just... His, his, that one's a female, so that would be even, that's a better mix than having a male, another male. Yeah, because it's, it's the mom, and since he actually got off to a really bad start with the mom, she's only like six pounds, but she's like, you know, 20 pounds of crazy in a six-pound body when it comes to the babies. So he stuck a foot under the door while she was nursing, and it turned into a, a hissing match where she came over to the door and slapped his paw when he stuck it under again. <laughs> Yeah, we're not good friends. I know, baby. It's just because she has little well, babies. We like so it tiny. the way it is. Aw. 
It's Don't hard. Worry, baby. It's okay. Nothing yeah, well, will you change. Have to call us. You have to call us back when you make a decision, and then we can talk to them I about will. the decision you decide to keep them. Don't worry. I because I was just planning on you know taking all of them back, but then. One of my other roommates has been just completely enamored with mom, and she's the she's the quote head of the household. So if the decision gets made, then we're all pretty much like, okay, we'll make it work. Yeah, right. But well, so give far, us the I will. Don't worry. Thank you guys so very much. Thanks, Rachel. Bye, guys. Bye. Yeah, it's always tough when you change the dynamic in your family home. I know it's it's so hard. Going back to the topic of the top of the show, you know, you gotta keep explaining, which it sounds like Rachel's been doing a good job of doing that. So yeah, she has been doing a good job, which is helping Mm -hmm. the cats get along with each other, which is so good. Definitely. So it's time for our very uh, special weekly segment of Marley's Mutts with Zach Scow. We have Zach on today. Hi, Zach. How's it going? Good, good. Who are we talking to today? Who's our special guest? We are talking to Delbert, D-E-L-B-E-R-T. And Delbert, we had to give Delbert a nerdy name because uh, Delbert is a very large bulldog pit bull mix with cropped ears. Uh, But he's such a goober that uh, Delbert, it just kind of fit. It was actually the name of the first street that we crossed over after we left the shelter. Delbert Street. Oh, oh, that's great. So what is Delbert? What kind of breed? What does he look like? Um, He's got cropped ears. He's about 75 pounds. He could probably use to get... He's lost some weight since I first saw him at the shelter. Um, he was part of a... He's actually part of a prison hold. Dogs have many different holds when they're at the shelter. Um, and I've never seen one with a, a prison property hold. But his... The uh, police busted this person's home uh, for drugs, uh, and they found a breeding operation. Uh, all of the animals were confiscated because of the uh, the condition of the kennels, et cetera. So it was Delbert and his sister Charlotte, who we also uh, brought home, and then six other dogs that he, um, when he got out of jail, he didn't come back and rescue them, but rather rescued the Number one, his his prized breeder and his prized bitch, uh, leaving the other dogs uh, at the shelter. So we, um, because he's a he's a medical case, he's got a couple of different issues with his entropians, which is an eyelid condition, um, and other conditions that are prone to bulldogs. We uh, we decided to take a chance on him and bring him home. So he and his sister Charlotte are both uh, up at Marley's Month. I love that he's Charlotte's brother because I just mm-hmm. love Charlotte. So, oh, Charlotte's the one. Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Charlotte's the one. Charlotte's the one. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Charlotte's a doll. She's got one blue eye. Um, her ears are not cropped. She looks much more like an English bulldog, just a very large yeah. English bulldog. Zach, you got to work on eye about adopting Charlotte. A little hint there. <laughs> well, we don't need to. We don't need to put the envelope. I'm sure she'll have plenty. Of course. Yes, uh, she does. I'm sure she does. I know she's a delight. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. One of the things cool. something about Delbert is, is Delbert's obviously been through a pretty traumatic um, life experience. He's a, he's a lover boy, though. You wouldn't tell it by looking at him, but his teeth, um, I mean, he looks relatively fierce, but his teeth are completely uh, worn down to the to the gums in several different places, and we get this wear from chewing on metal from when they're locked in crates or kennels for days, weeks at a time. Um, and, uh, you know, I, unfortunately I had to put him into surgery relatively quickly uh, to have him neutered and then have his entropians fixed. So there's my requests were kind of twofold. One is let him know that I'm not, uh, that we're not looking to continue this trend of, of uh, pain and agony uh, and that two, you know, kind of understand, help me understand where he's come from so that I can better love him. So he says that he has a really bad stomachache and that he's burning inside. So do you think that's from some? Do you think is he on antibiotics now? Do you think it's from that? What is why? 
he he's had a relatively normal procedure. Uh, his neuter was yesterday, and his eye dogs have four eyelids. Um, entropy yeah. is this condition where essentially the eyelid is inverted, and the the uh, eyelash starts to really agitate the eye. That can cause a lot of problems. Um, but his so, stomach is hurting. I know, so, as far, I know he's on antibiotics for his eyes for sure. Oh, so maybe it's the antibiotics that are hurting his stomach. So I'm just going to tell him that that he'll probably be off the antibiotics within 10 days if he's still on the antibiotics. And and that's going to take today. some time for him to heal. The thing that I need to know is what's going to happen to me afterwards. Because I don't understand this home thing. I don't understand where I'm going to go. I don't understand if I'm going to live with another dog or not. He seems to like other dogs. He wants to know how many people are responsible for him. (laughs) That's kind of a funny question because... uh, you know, usually it's primarily me that he would see on a daily basis, but I'm at a conference um, up here in Napa. So he's got my friend Chris taking care of him today, uh, and he had a couple other people taking care of him yesterday. So it's, it's definitely switching up. We've, we've thrown several people his way. He seems to just love everybody, though. Um, but um, I'm not, you know, I, very obviously I don't know where he'll end up, but I know that it'll be, uh, darn near as perfect a fit as we can find. Um, and he's actually going to be at our Bark for Life event on Saturday in Tehachapi. So I'm sure he'll be the uh, I'm sure he'll be the focus of attention because he is a, an absolute stud muffin. And when you see him, you can't help but just want to go up and love on him and play with his jowls. And and um, he's just a, he's a lover boy. He says he wants to sleep with you. The flattering. Do you sleep with some of the dogs? No, we, we just we just let him. When he got out of the shelter, he had an upper respiratory infection, um, a bad upper respiratory infection. He was on serious antibiotics for two weeks. Um, so he just got he just finished that that treatment, and so we are just when he gets out of the hospital, when he comes home after his entropion surgery and neuter, we're going to integrate him with the rest of the pack. But he's only got he's had to be segregated because of his contagiousness, which. Um, is now completed. He's no longer contagious, so we can. When I get back, I'll integrate him into the pack, and I'll probably let him sleep with me. Only a year. He wants to know if Charlotte will end up living with him. No. No, honey. You guys are going to go different places. They've spent plenty of time together since they've been at my place, and um, she doesn't seem to, uh, they kind of ignore each other, which is oftentimes a good thing, Um, you know, being kind of just to avoid one another rather than to be super interested in one another, but um, they don't seem all that, I'm assuming that they're either either brothers, brother and sister, or, you know, male breeding dog and female breeding dog, so... Um, I don't imagine they interacted all that often, um, and if they did, it was probably to breed. Yeah, they were to breed. That's what he's saying. I liked her for that. He said. Combine that with comments. And you know what else I want to say to Zach? When he rescues an animal, how does he choose which one? Because I need to understand that. When he took Charlotte, I thought maybe I should take them first. Mm-hmm. 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 But if I'm not under enough pressure, 
did you want me to answer what did that? You, yeah, what did you, yeah. said, so, as if I'm not under enough pressure as it is, Delbert. Um, yeah. Well, the reason we came, the reason we couldn't work together, we just didn't have the space to do it one at a time. Also, they were, because he was sick, we had him pack immediately. We had time to place for him. So we had five options this last which opened up some space so we could afford take. But we made sure we flagged him so that nothing could him in the meantime. Mm. Well, the good thing is he's, he's with you guys now. That's the important thing. And can you tell us again what uh, your event is this weekend? I was just for life, which is a delay for life. It's a way to risk um, awareness and bring the community together. Uh, it's in Tehachapi. They have Park for Life all over the country, but actually Park for Life is, um, is this Saturday. I forget the time exactly, but if you just Google Tehachapi Park for Life. Well, we'll look that up and uh, post it on our website. Thank you again for coming on for our weekly yeah, segment. Yeah, I think first people to check out the photo album posted of Del they'll get a kick out of them. They're really, really <laughs> funny pictures. Awesome, awesome. Thanks again, Zach. Thanks, Zach. Bye, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good day. You too. That was uh, Zach Gow from Marley's Must. And uh, we'll be posting all that information up on our website at thepetpsychic.com and facebook.com slash radio. That's so interesting how Delbert was talking about, um, about like, because like, he was in the county shelter or, or a kill shelter. It's like, how did you choose? And it's like the animals know who's the savior. And um, and 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 sort of like are are thinking like how do I be the one that is chosen? That's such a hard thing. I can't even yeah. imagine like being in that being an animal and sort of being in that position. And you know, of course, Zach can't save them all. You know, he has to make his best judgment of who would be most adoptable or who would be you know who he feels like his organization can help the most. That's, right. That's, it's right. so sad that they are all, like, sort of knowing that and knowing that they're not chosen. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's an echo on me now. I don't know why. Sorry, everyone. But um, sometimes... I don't hear your echo. Oh. Well, I'm hearing it. But anyways, our next caller is Jamie with Matix. Matix? I don't know how to say the name, but it's a one-and-a-half-year-old Maltese Yorkie mix female. And she's been barking all the time and scratching on the cabinet. What is she thinking? What's going on? Let's, let's find out and talk to Jamie. Jamie, you're on the air. Tell us, uh, how do you pronounce the dog's name? His name is Maddox, and he's a boy. Oh, cute. And so when he's barking and he's scratching on the cabinet? Yeah, he goes yeah. into these barking fits where he just will not stop barking. And that's new? I I mean, not, it's been happening for a few months. He's only one and a half. It's been happening for about, I'd say, six or so. Oh, my gosh, so a long time. Yeah, and, and then he scratches on the cabinets very randomly, a lot. I don't know why. But always a different cabinet. Sometimes he scratches on the refrigerator, just okay. <laughs> always scratching. So, so tell me this, just so I get a good image of it. Is he barking and scratching at the same time, or are those two different incidences? They're two different incidences. Okay, okay, let's get him. Okay, he's listening right now. I'm a good talker. I bark because I want people to listen. I'm saying, listen to me. I got something to say. What do you have to say? What is causing you to bark? I'm saying I have an earache. 
and I'm saying I need to go outside, and I'm saying I'm not getting enough walks. I need to walk more. Oh, love. Oh. My little hind end is sore from from too little walking. And the other thing is, you got to pick me up sometimes because it's hard to jump up high. And the other thing I need to say, where is my treats in the cabinet? Can't you just keep them down low? I want them down low so I can find them. And if you keep the treats in there, I can get in there and get them. You know what it sounds like to me is that he is understimulated. Do you feel like that's true? Right there? Yeah, did you ask me if that's true? Yeah, do you feel like that's true? Um. Yeah, we have three kids, so I don't know if understimulated is the right word. I feel like sometimes he's overstimulated, like nobody ever oh. leaves him alone. But oh. then, you know, we're gone most of the day, so he does just nap around during the day. So maybe that's... Oh, or maybe you know, what I should say more is that his mind isn't being stimulated enough and that he's not being, like, taught enough or trained enough. Oh, I mean, that very well could be it. He's so he, smart, and I've taught him, you know, a few tricks, and he caught on really quick. So maybe that oh, is. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. How old are your kids? Can your kids work him? They're, um, I mean, my oldest could. He's 12. He definitely oh, yeah. could. Definitely. Definitely. Like, maybe they could teach him to jump over things or to do agility with him. Because he, he sort of sounds like maybe, well, I mean, he sounds like he needs more exercise. But, gosh, you would think with three kids he's running around. Right, and my husband takes on a lot of runs. Oh, my gosh, he does? Yeah. But he loves going on walks, and he doesn't get to go every single day, so that could definitely be it. Yeah, 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 he needs every day. I mean, he seems like he's pretty high drive. That's, like, got to be the terrier in him. So the more, like, I wonder what you could do when he's barking and trying to tell you something. The one thing that worried me is that he said he had an earache, so I'd make sure you check his ears. I'm definitely and, going to. And maybe also he could be out of alignment too, because that can sometimes that can sometimes make like a pain in the ear. So if he doesn't have an, and also his teeth could make a pain in the ear. But he's sort of young for a tooth infection, unless one he still has a baby tooth that hasn't fallen out because it's pushing against the new tooth or something. But kind of right. look at his mouth, look at his ears. And maybe start giving him commands when he starts barking. He's trying to tell you something, so maybe see if you can maybe redirect him into some of his tricks or something when he starts barking. Okay, that's a good idea. I will. Stimulate him a little bit. I mean, I can see sort of what he's saying. It's like you have three kids and he's barking. He's sort of like talking like the kids are talking, and he sort of feels like he's one of them a little bit. He definitely thinks he's one of them. <laughs> he does. And I wonder and I wonder about like because I was thinking about why does a one and a half year old dog want to know how to get the treats out of the cabinet? Like are your kids maybe can your kids get snacks whenever they want? Cuz maybe he's watching them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My oldest one definitely can. So Yeah, and he does know where his treats are and so he will scratch on that cabinet, but I did just recently put them up higher. And but the scratching was going on before that, but that's interested interesting that you said to put them down lower. <laughs> yeah, I mean we don't really want him to get in there or just like demand for the trees, but maybe you can sort of I mean, it just sounds like he just wants more stimulation. He wants to be taught more. Okay. I think you can get your twelve year old to teach him some stuff. Or even like I think if you that, had a seven or eight year old that they could teach them things too. Too. I happen to have an eight year old as well. Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. And that would there be any- fun for the kids too. Yeah, that would be. Is there anything that he wants to tell us other than what you've already told us? Yeah, though. 
Sometimes I get water in my ears and my back. Oh. And I don't like that feeling. Oh. And when I get my nails done, do them gently. Oh, sweet boy. I want to get picked up more onto the bed. I think it's so interesting because he almost, I don't know if he had, is he having growing pains? Or maybe he's from running with your husband, but he seems a little sore in his body, too. Really? Maybe just, like, massage him or something. Or maybe he's just exercising a lot and he has some soreness. Okay. So just maybe keep an eye on that. I definitely will. Hi. Well, thanks for calling Okay. In. Thanks for calling, Jamie. So on our Facebook page, we have a question uh, let's see here. Sorry, I should be more prepared here. Oh, from uh, Marshall about Skittles. Did you see that, Laura? No. Okay, if you go to recent posts by others, there's a picture of Skittles. And um, he's going to be seeing a chiropractor on Saturday for the first time, and they're wondering uh, where to direct the doctor. So can you ask Skittles? Oh, yes, we sure can. Yeah. Okay, I'm just getting Skittle's picture off of you guys. Yeah. So for all of our listeners, you can go to Facebook.com, Pet Psychic Radio, and oh, yeah. if you go to recent posts by others, there's a picture of Skittles who looks very cute. Like uh, a little it's, Yeah, like a Chihuahua mix of some sort. And Marshall so, wants to know about the chiropractor. So where should we okay. tell them? Skittles. I think my jaw needs it. Mhm. And also my right hind hip is sort of making my toes tingle. And I don't like that tingling. My jaw and my tingling leg sort of makes my tail get stuck. Can you tell them I want a new toy? I want a toy that makes a funny noise. <laughs> Please, can I have a funny noise toy? <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. So, okay, so what was the point again? What did you say? What was the point of pain area again? His jaw and his right hip. So, so a good chiropractor will not need me to direct them because the body will tell them what's out. And so, like, people, the chiropractor will stay, too. It's like sometimes they can be out in their atlas, which is at the base of the skull, but the pain will exhibit down by the hip. So just because he has pain in the hip doesn't mean that's the part where he's out. He's probably out in his atlas. I wouldn't be surprised if he is at Skittles is out in his atlas because usually their atlas will cause pain in the jaw. Mm. And that's actually quite common. Yeah. Well, let us know what Skittles is up to. Maybe they can call us uh, back next week and let us know how his appointment went. So that'll be interesting to find out. Uh, Let's go to our next caller. We have Paige, who has a yellow lab named Riley, who's nine and a half. Uh, we spoke to them before. Um, it's an update. Do you remember, Riley, the lab that goes hunting with a hawk? They had, like, a cute video. Oh, I think I that was them. So let's find out. Hey, Paige, tell us uh, the update. Hi, you guys. I'm so happy to be with you. Uh, Riley uh, had a successful season hunting with his friend, um, Maggie, the Harris hawk. She's only allowed to hunt certain times of the year, so she's put up um, for the uh, summertime, she's going through molting. But he had a great time, and they, they were very successful, and I really think he liked it, Laura, just like you said. Oh, good. So do you want to ask him about that? Um, sure, I can ask him about that. And I also have another question. As He's approaching 10 years old. He's about nine and a half. How is he feeling these days? Is he feeling any symptoms okay. of aging? Okay. I miss the hunting now because we have so much fun together. She has understood that she's supposed to tell me. 
So now she thinks in her mind where the animal is, and then I go there. I'm sort of having a little bit of pain in my knees. It's not really bad, but it's bad enough that I notice it. And sometimes my front end is sore too, especially if I'm on uneven terrain. My elbows are a little bit sore. I would like a soft sheet over my bed. I would like something that's cool over my bed. So what he's saying is that he's running a little bit hot, too. Do you put anything over his bed now? No, it's just um, like an Orvis dog bed, the shearling, sheet shearling stuff. Um, but we can put a nice soft flannel sheet on there or a, a cotton sheet for him. No, I would do a cotton sheet, not flannel. The Orvis bed that you have, is it one of those Tempur-Pedics? No, it's not. It's just uh, a, like an oval-shaped dog bed with... Um, Stuffing in it. Would a Tempur-Pedic yeah. be good? Well, Tempur-Pedic is great, but some of them are heat-producing, so I don't know if, like, one of them is just generating heat, so he's he's wanting. Do you find, does he sleep on the floor sometimes instead of the bed, or does he go to the bed? He, he sleeps on the floor sometimes, and it was right near a door, so it was very cool. Maybe that's what he enjoyed he, about it. Maybe we moved his bed to a different spot, so maybe we should move it back. Yeah, I think that maybe putting a sheet over the bed will make the bed less hot for him. Yeah. And he's been sleeping with Not a flannel sheet, though. Not a flannel sheet, just a cotton sheet. A cotton sheet. It's actually common, it's a common request for some of the older dogs that are running a little hot. Okay. Um, it's interesting that you talked to him about his knee and his front end. Um, he did have an ACL on the back. Um, his knee oh. rebuilt. I can understand how that would hurt. And his front end, he had some work done on a paw also. And I can tell when the weather changes, you know, he licks it a little bit. So we have, I was wondering if it was hurting. Yeah, it is hurting a little bit. But well, it's not it's unbearable. It's, it's not like it's unbearable or it's not like it's, it's more like he's, he's telling you because you asked. It's not like something that is bothering him so much he needs you to know about it. That's so nice. That's very that's very considerate of him. <laughs> well, Paige, thank you for calling in with the update. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye, Riley. Uh, that They have such a cute little video, don't they? They do. It's so cute. It's, so, it's, so <laughs> it's a dog and a hawk them. going out ha- hunting, right so-called hunting. <laughs> of the whole hunting thing, but I think it's cool what they do. Yeah, the being friends together is really awesome. So yeah. uh, we're coming to the end of the show, and a lot of our friends in the chat room are requesting uh, Seymora to do Words of Wisdom today. Would that be oh, okay? they are. Yeah. Okay, I had to close the door on Seymora, and as soon as I closed <laughs> the door on Seymora, she stopped making noise. <laughs> Got the hint. Okay. Okay, okay quick, Seymora. Okay, Seymora, where's the wisdom? I gotta tell everyone that has a bird. We love to climb out of our cage. And I gotta tell everyone that has a pet. Any pet that didn't live with you before may have had a traumatic experience. So when you see fear in your pet's eyes, don't automatically assume it's because of you. You just sort of say, oh, that might have been from a past. Then you just say, you know what, Seymora, you're okay. I love you, Seymora. I'm happy you're here. And then your pet will be better. That's funny. That's a really great words of wisdom. I know. It's because the pet sitter, she likes a spoon on her cage to make, like, lots of noise because she likes music. And the pet sitter went up to the cage with a key, and she got really scared. And 
think that's what you're talking about. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you all next week on Pet Psychic Radio. Talk to the animals. She can talk to the animals.